put all of the noisy things I could possibly play with as far away from me as possible. <clears throat> but do make sure you have a quiet thing to play with. I need to I need to get a quiet fidget. Like a, thing. a silenced fidget cube or something. Yeah. I have I'm think I'm I'm gonna play that's not making noise, is it? I don't hear anything. Okay, cool. I'm gonna play do with it louder. sock then. <laughs> I can't hear it. Yeah, no. You're gonna have to do it louder, Colin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, Colin. Can you uh, can you can you can you uh, bump those levels up a little bit? Yeah, can you fidget right next to the mic? Just very, very quietly? Oh, you want me to just fidget right next to the mic and just, you know, uh, stem a little bit to deal with probably an undiagnosed amount of uh, ADD or possibly just associated with the anxiety disorder that I have? Just, you know, just, you know, really just maybe I have too much blood sugar and I just, I, my body wants to burn a little bit of this off. So I'm just going to play with this, this little sock right here. It's a nice soft fabric. Opa Gundam style, everyone. Welcome to Wow Cool Robot. It's a show about Gundams, and we're here doing it. <laughs> also, good news. I still can't hear the fabric, so you're good. Yeah, you're really good. Yeah, that was... as much as you like. <laughs> Carry on, my wayward them. Mm, I'm Max. I use he, him pronouns. Oh, yeah. Remember how we didn't we introduced ourselves last episode? I'm Sarah. I use she, they pronouns. Uh, and I am Colin. I use they, them pronouns. Remember last week when we thought this was going to be like a batshit crazy trilogy episodes? Gundam's trick. As it turns out, pretty normal. The three most single, triple most chill episodes of Gundam that I've ever watched in my life. Love to vibe. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, um, <laughs> I didn't, when you were all like, we're like, oh man, look at these these episode titles. This is going to be crazy. We're going to have such a long episode next time. I just didn't want to be like, this is the middle of the season. Like, <laughs> nothing's going on right now. <laughs> Well, like, I was kind of thinking, of, oh, Jesus, they're really not giving us a break. I wish we could have a break. Psych. Psych. We did. A figure's on the monkey spot curls, and it was, like, not even problematic. It just is, like, normal. Yeah, no, no, no. It's all the fingers on the monkey's paw curl, and it just gives us a wee thumbs up. And it, yeah. and it's, it, like, not only is it a nice reprieve, but, like, that gunpla check be hitting, because this, like, it is a noticeable, like, <laughs> skyrocket in, like, animation quality in these episodes. Yeah, yeah. I I finally understand that Zeta Gundam, guys, you're never gonna. Okay. <laughs> Breaking news, sometimes, everyone. Sometimes it's like a dude ship, and sometimes it's a plane ship, and it can go between the two of them. Like you get both. It's really cool. Y'all heard of this? <laughs> Y'all heard of Gundam? I think uh, I think another important thing to kind of like I don't know underline all of this is the, you know. <sighs> The really con- the battles that have been really confusing in the past have been these like big massive operations that have taken place at like key points over the season, mm-hmm. and now we're just getting we're getting two ships, and occasionally they take their their action figures and they mash them together, and it's just there isn't uh, there is a lot less reason for things to be like super chaotic and right. hard to read, and instead it's just you know. Camille's two here. Ships Yazan's fight. here. They sword two fight a little ships bit. Doing fight. Yeah. My Gundams. My Gundams involuntarily uh, bite. Whoa. Now I want to see the. Actually, I think back to 0079 and the Zacrello. I bet that thing has a biting function to it. <laughs> what that mouth do? I want to know. Is the Zacrello the yellow one? It's, yeah, with the demon. The, the demon Pac Man. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Well, shall we get into it? Yeah. Let's talk um, about. I. I have prepared some little episode descriptions yes. because I wa- I watched these on Tuesday, but like I didn't take any notes. But then after, still after I watched each of them, I just kind of wrote down what I remembered happening in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these are probably really accurate. Yeah. Well, so b- before you do that, I just want to preface this as like, we're going to try this. 
Um, I'm going to put a little like music track underneath Sarah talking. So y'all know that when the music happens is when the summary happens. And then when the music stops, we'll talk about the actual episode. So it's not like a sort of confusing delineation. If you like this, let us know. If you don't like this, let us know. I'll probably like make a poll at some point after like an episode or two of this to see where the where society as a whole stands on this issue. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so Sarah, Sarah, let us know what happens. The most pressing issue of 2020 is recaps. Okay, mm-hmm. Sarah's here. Hi, Sarah. And also in the episode, Sarah's here. What's it called? She, uh, 25. What, uh, oh, wait, does this mean I'm going to be doing all the titles? Um, well, here, uh, we Colin, can, you get to can, say this episode title because your name's in it. Okay. Ah! <laughs> um, this episode is... Colony Drop. They do be dropping. I think it, mm, <laughs> I think it should be Colin Drop for when you drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't really appreciate that one. But anyway, Sarah's here, and also Sarah's here. Um... Sarah comes over to the Gamma, or Gamma and is like, oh, hey, guys, the Titans are going to, like, drop a colony on Granada. Um, which is true, but she's only telling him that because, like, she likes Sriracha and Sriracha wants her to do this. That Aegir, like, ah, oh, well, I guess we'll stop it then. Mr. Wong is a bitch, refuses to evacuate Granada because, oh, Aegir's just protect everyone. To be fair, he's right, they do that. Everyone launches their mobile suits to go and, like, stop this. Uh, Katz, who has a crush on Sarah, gets coked into a snafu. She escapes. Um, but not before telling Katz about how the Toblerone has a weak spot, which Katz then relays to Fa, who relays to Camille. Camille uses this weak spot to defeat the Toblerone, which allows Emma to get over to the colony and, like, kind of move it a bit. So it doesn't crash in Granada. The end. Katz is grounded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. You know what? As you said this, Sarah, you know what I, like, got a horrible war flashback to? You- when we did season four <laughs> of yu gi season four. <laughs> <sighs> It's just like, damn, the more things change, the more they say the same, am I right? Listen, Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 4, it kind of helped us get three things, and I thought this would allow us to just kind of, like, have an idea of what happens in the episode, so we could just kind of do whatever the fuck we want we without the... worrying about yeah. telling the story of the episode. Because yeah. I've already done it perfectly. Yeah. Uh, so to speak on the actual episode, it's very funny to me to see Sarah, like, in their highs act, just, like, holding a normal-ass, like, white surrender flag. Yeah. It's 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 like she's like run, rolling up looking like Master Chief after he steals the blue team flag. So there's like a little animation detail on this that makes it look like a white quilt duvet cover that she's just tied to a big stick. Oh yeah, yeah the the little sort of like the like the threads connecting the entire like side of it to the main pole or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's kind of like some shitting on yeah. it, and it's it, this is definitely a bed sheet. Do you, do you know what that is? That's that's the thing that makes it flap like a flag instead of just looking like a weird piece of fabric in space. <laughs> <sighs> it's just it's um yeah. <laughs> I completely I completely lost it. Because someone yeah. mess- someone just messaged me about Final Fantasy 14, so my brain just like turned to gamer mode for a second there. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Speaking of brain turning to gamer hey. mode, Katz's brain turns to gamer mode whenever Sarah walks in because he just has this very, very, very obvious uh, crush on her. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, Katz, don't do that. Katz, yeah, do not do Katz, this thing. Katz is immediately uh, uh, big, big, uh, big fucking eyes. We've skipped a lot here. We've we got to go back to talking about the Wong telephone. Oh, uh, yeah, but, yeah, you know, Cat sees Sarah, his eyes get very large, and he says, ooh, yes, I too will have a dead girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, he, sa- yeah, he says, yeah. girl. Listen, Cat's these episodes, more than any other episodes, are kind of, they're like, 
Katz's sort of child to pilot pipeline. Yeah, they <laughs> they really fast tracked this boy. And and yeah, part of that is d- dead girlfriend, enemy pilot, crush, snafu coax. Yeah. Well, uh, Camille figured out how they do it, so now they can just do it faster with a bunch more of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was the <laughs> trial efficiency. run. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, Colin, during the phone call when they're talking to Wong about this, Wong thinks it's a feint. Wong thinks it's going to be some big distraction and they're doing some different plan. Who knows? Maybe that will come to fruition in the, in eventually. Impossible to say. Yeah. I and, don't care uh, for Wong. Yeah. Um, but Wong will still, you know, do his due diligence and make sure that uh, everything's taken care of Granada, that the citizens of Granada are safe. Uh, and, you know, uh, Bright still buys that, you know, Sarah's a defector. They've gotten plenty from the Titans so far. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yeah, they're going to do their best to stop the colony from even reaching the moon. So hopefully uh, hopefully everything will be hunky-dory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really funny to me how just everyone on the Argama, like even Camille, and Camille is kind of the most suspicious of Sarah, mm-hmm. just assumes that eventually she's going to end up joining the crew because, historically speaking... That's the track happened. records looked pretty good so far, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Camille's played enough Among Us, and he says, uh, "Pink is sus." <laughs> Assuming their colors are all their hair colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He he goes to her sort of like the holding cell that they have her in, um, and like she basically lets slip immediately that like Sirocco sort of put her up to this. Yeah, and she turns out. Trick. Yeah, it turns out that He's Camille good. is good in interrogation. I was impressed. It's, it's because he's so stupid and, like, disarming that people could just say whatever they feel like in front of him. And they realize, uh-oh. Yeah. Um, uh, Sarah does tell him that uh, that this is, you know, a, like, she got permission from Sirocco to do this because this is all Jamaican's plan. This, mm-hmm. it, it's him to top to bottom. He had the idea to drop a, uh, a colony on the moon. And, I wonder where you know, he should have gotten that idea from. Who knows? Yeah, uh, but Sarah can't stand it because she can't stand the, the the like number of innocent people that would die if that happened. And Camille's immediately like, "Oh yeah," and like, "I'm sure Sirocco doesn't have like some secret plan that's going to get fucked up if we blow the moon up too, right?" <laughs> God, I Zeta's just villain, like Naruto. Just like Naruto, Zeta's yeah. villains are so good. I like <laughs> they're all just the most lovable bastards, aren't they? I mean, Jamaican less so, obviously, but, like, I love Soraka. I love how conniving he is. I love that, like, I can I, I can tell he has a big, stupid plan that we're not going to see for another, like, 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, like, a part of also, in, to add to this kind of just, like, huge amount of infighting that just makes me rub my grubby little hands together and go, <laughs> yes! Um, the reason that Jamaican is decided to drop this colony is kind of because like he got screwed over by Shiraku, mm-hmm. like and had to evacuate uh, VB City so then in order to like prove that he's cool or whatever like is like oh, I'll just drop a colony in Granada that'll make that'll give me clout again and it's just this kind of <laughs> continuing fuckery I yeah. love it don't go clout chasing everyone yeah, he's like, I wouldn't even have to do this if Sirocco wasn't so hot-headed and, and you know, uh, left me, like, with my pants down trying to protect the moon on my own, like, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Uh, yeah. they, they're not having a good time together. I hope, I, I'm sure they'll be friends again. I'm, I'm sure I'm, they'll, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'll find a way to peacefully make up in person together, both yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. You know who's also not having a good time together? Hmm. Uh, oh boy, Emma and Henkin are analyzing, uh, what colony is going to be the one used in the drop, and uh, Henkin will not stop making Teen Eyes crush emoji at Emma. <laughs> Henkin is deranged. Henkin says one of the most 
batshit lines I've ever heard in a TV show to Emma. God, what is it in the song? So, okay. So they're basically, they're they're talking, you know, they're they're saying how they need to use, like, uh, uh, like the Titans need to use nuclear pulses to sort of, like, aim the colony at the moon. And Emma's like, yeah, I can, like, fly up there in Gundam Mark II and, like, detonate those. And Hankin is like, well, you know, if you, you need to be careful around radiation because it might make you not be able to have kids in the future. Bro. Yeah. (laughs) Do not say this. Yeah. Like, fucking... And the good thing is, like, I we're definitely supposed to sympathize with Emma and not Hankin, because Emma's just immediately like, I, I have no intention of getting married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does he say anything, like, not deranged in the dub, Sarah? No, he says the exact same thing, but Oof. I didn't read this as deranged, because I was just like, that's what men are like, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, like, I read it as deranged because I am not like that. I don't go around telling people that, like, hey, if you light a nuke too close off to you say goodbye to kids like that's just like i don't know i think hankin is like trying to be too comfortable with emma you know yeah um but yeah like shout out to like all of my friends who have like ever needed to like you know get like a hysterectomy or anything like that because people will just constantly ask them like are but are you sure are you sure you want to do something that's gonna make it so you can't have kids in the future and it's just fucking insane that so many people think it's an okay thing to tell somebody like (laughs) like this this the whole thing with the situation with like Henkel and Emma, like it's really, it's it's just like so relatable as to like quote unquote what women just have to put up with in the workplace, um, and just like she is so professional, she is like I am here to do my job, I am going to do my job, I'm going to be really really good at my job, and I am going to pretend that my boss doesn't exist and isn't saying all these crazy fucking batshit things to me, and she gets the fuck on with it, yeah. and it's just like really relatable yeah uh like it's important to point out that emma is talking about uh you know detonating a nuclear device to make sure that a colony doesn't land on a city on on the moon and kill like a million people Mm -hmm. like she she's got her head in the right place yeah (laughs) like how old is henkel like 30s um yeah he looks he looks like 45 so probably like anime 32 um right every cool again remember wong is like 23 so um god what uh henkin is doesn't say it doesn't say henkin hey henkin is 6.398 feet tall what (laughs) that's just like i mean i guess he would be tall i don't know okay whatever i mean you know like listen in the porn star industry that's what they're after that's true it tracks Oh, after this scene, after she runs off, you see, like, Emma, like, at a table in the cafeteria, and she just says, boy, that was awkward. This, the, 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 the little, every table in this cafeteria has a little machine. It's so funny. What is yeah. this That's thing? That's a magic ball. Yeah. Everybody, everybody loves the little holographic disco uh, fortune machine. I think I think that's a cute little thing to have around to, like, keep people occupied on a on a ship. But also, she... Uh, she does get the worst fortune, though. Her, God, her fortune, though. What, huh? Oh. Uh. Uh, yeah. Her her fortune is uh, that she's gonna get proposed to soon, which um, she's clearly v- very mad about. <laughs> yeah, she just like see like after she just after she leaves where Henkel is, she's now free to just kind of like sink down in despair and just clutch her head in her hands and be like, no! <laughs> she makes taxidermy yeah. fox face. Yeah. 
just she let, really does. Let Emma be an unmarried ace lesbian. Just please give us this. <laughs> respect I'm, I'm, Emma. Very few I'm left. Punch, I'm punching. I'm punching the air. Fist. Fist in the air. <laughs> <laughs> um. The next, the next sort of scene is, um, I think it's still in the cafeteria. We see Camille, Fa, and Katz all sitting together at a table. Yeah, I love this cafeteria. Like, it has trees in it. It's a really, it's very lush. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's like, this is the kind of sci-fi I like, where everything, it's just so lived in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, people are here, instead of it just being shiny. It's so good. I love yeah. it. Yeah, you gotta keep that air fresh, you know? Yeah, gotta um, get yeah. that O2, baby. Yeah, baby. Camille and Fa are both telling Katz that he needs to stay away from Sarah because he does not need to get into a four situation. <laughs> yeah, it's like, buddy, you literally saw what happened. Do not do this thing. Yeah. Uh, and Katz is like, well, you're not my commanding officer, so I don't have to listen to you. So I'm going to go leave and pine for my, my fake traitor <laughs> girlfriend, I guess. <laughs> yeah, to which Camille is like, Katz, what, what would Amuro say if he heard you being so cheeky to me right now? Um, WWAD. You know, fucking, <laughs> probably, who knows, probably, like, Amuro would be like, oh, you shouldn't do it, and then wistfully look out a window and think about Lala for right, a Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it's happening again. Yeah. It, it, everything happens so much. Everything happens so much. Yeah. Um, then Fog gets mad because she's like, you're, uh, Camille, you're not an intelligence officer. You shouldn't be going into rooms, uh, alone with teenage pilots. Uh, you, you're, I think you're cheating on me. Please do not. You're a bad boy, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> sound like so, a Christian parent in this scene. <laughs> in the, in the, in the sub, does, does Camille say, hey, why the third degree? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. he does. I only know what that is because I listened to the Behind the Bastards uh, series on police brutality. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason I know what that is. God, just like it. Oh, I li- I I like this. I like when the drama is this simple. You know. Yeah. I also wanted to know before we move on from the scene. I just wanted to know how like Camille is very like very just like calm in this scene, but clearly like far just repressing something here. He's very kind of like. I wonder what. Quiet, but on edge. What could he um, possibly be repressing? I'm yeah. Stressed. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I think it's fine. This is, uh, yeah, I think this is definitely kind of where Camille's character is going to continue to go. It That, you know, he is he is going to get, and, and, you know, we get a lot of, like, comments here and there over the next couple of episodes of Bright just being like, oh, man, yeah, like, you know, he is really, he's, you know, he's matured. I don't, I don't really have to, like, correct him. He's doing his job really well. And everyone's, mm-hmm. like, you know, commenting on that. And really, it's just that, like, you know, Camille's kind of, like, learning how to, like, stamp down his own emotions instead of actually like learning to deal with him Conceal which is also feel. yeah which is also probably why he and fa keep fighting all the time constantly mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah because this is actually the next scene where um uh, uh Rekua brings bright um his lunchy he's an yeah. ethicist we gets to eat in the ethicist yeah. room a little little uh coffee and some eggs and a salad or something <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No burger this time. Disappointing. Yeah. Not in this episode. Um, but and yeah, he's sort of, he's talking about, he's like, concerned about the child soldiers. Yeah. Why would you be? <laughs> I think uh, the my, my favorite quote from this whole exchange between them is, uh, you know, about like, is Sarah like a spy? Is she too young to be a soldier? Da, 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 da. And Bright just says, when using a new type for battle, age is irrelevant. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Same thing. Forget um, what she knew but- about the rules. 
<laughs> but then like so the conversation continues and Bright sort of says that he doesn't like they talk about Camille and Bright's like I don't think Camille is a new type yet yeah I, I guess like I, I feel like it's sort of getting at maybe he's not like in full like in tune with his emotions like Amaro was at a certain point so I just wanted to like question because that just because Camille has clearly displayed psychic abilities like everyone has seen this and known this but like, is there another? Is there like a certain level of control or maturity that comes with being a new type? I th- I think the thing that Bright's getting at, and this is you know, because you know, time and time again we see this kind of like pointed at as like, oh, what what is a new type's atten- potential or abilities or whatever? And Bright's one of the few people who has seen like that what we kind of think of as the full real potential of being a new type is, and that's yeah. when you know Amuro helped everybody escape from uh, Aboako from blowing up at the end of mobile suit gundam and i think that's what he's he's pointing to is like you know mm. camille clearly has like potential to become that but he has he has not become the capital in new type yet he hasn't mm-hmm. he hasn't fully expanded his consciousness in the way that like amuro did by the end of that uh, of of right you know, that anime yeah he can't like call on his powers like amuro did yeah yeah um we'll get there though i'm sure we're yeah. only halfway and through I also in this scene because i want to come back to it later he he compares. He says that Camille is just like him when he was younger. I I think <laughs> I think that's a uh, that's Bright making a funny joke because yeah. in the in the sub he says that you know oh Camille's just like me when when I was younger he has such a temper which in the context of how we how he's been talking about Camille very clearly like Camille doesn't have a temper in his opinion and he does kind of like look back at Rekoa as he like leaves with like a little like sidelong glance so I think this is. I think this is Bright trying to make a joke to say that, mm. oh yeah, Camille has such a temper just like me to say that Camille does not have a temper at all. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, yeah. Uh-huh. Or, that, or that Camille has, has figured out how to deal with his, his anger as far as, like, you know, combat and stuff is concerned. Mm-hmm. Bright, I gotta say, you're not very good at jokes. Bright, Bright, Bright's <laughs> not a very funny guy. He's, 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 like, more just a straightforward, bland, oatmeal kind of guy. That's okay, though. I just, I hate to say this, but I cannot envision Bright making a dad joke. Like, I can't... No, I no, I, I feel like Bright's thing is that he's just explicitly not funny at all. Like, he can't make a joke. He's never been funny on purpose. The only time he's funny is when he's eating burger. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bright is the guy in the friend group who, like, kind of gets mercilessly bullied and never knows what's going on, but everyone kind of loves anyway. Mm-hmm. Because he always brings in burgers. Yeah. Yeah. Because he orders the pizza. Ah, mamma mia. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, is it Yuzan time? You, y'all remember the TV show Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> Yazan is literally Beavis. Like, you yeah. look at that man and you tell me he does not look like Beavis. Yes. Like, he is, we, we said we said this in pre-recording, he is a cockroach-given human form. <laughs> He's Kafka-esque. I love this asshole so much. I hate him. He's endeared himself to me by being like, the most rancid, rotten guy. And, like, the the best part... I mean, well, I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But, like, the best part is he's just a normal guy. He's not, like, yeah. some psycho new type. He's just a guy who sucks. That's his whole thing. Yeah. He's really good at piloting, and he kind of fucking sucks. Uh, he's just <laughs> the guy who sucks. That's his deal. That's, yeah. like, his title card. 
Yeah, because, like, uh, it's, you know, uh, the Radish has, like, finally figured out which colony it is, uh, and, and, you know, on the Alexandria, they're trying to get, um, you know, everybody sortied and ready to go, but, like, Jamaican tells them, uh, they, you know, uh, they can't go, they can't go out yet, they're gonna try and draw, like, the Radish out, and Yazan's, and, but, like, you know, if, if they can, if they can, uh, pull this operation off, then everybody get a free week of vacation, and Yazan's just like, fuck you, <laughs> let me go out there and beat the shit out of them right now. Let me at them. <laughs> yeah, he fucking he fucking hates Jamaican. He has yeah. rabies, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's fairly feral. Oh, he's yeah. he's definitely the most feral character we've seen so far. Yeah, he, this is this is what happens when you give Jared the feral stone and just right, let yeah. him, and he turns into Yazan and just begins posting. This is it, this is like you know how like some Pokemon evolve when you have to like max out their friendship stat. Yazan's the opposite. You have to make Jared your enemy, and then when he levels up, he becomes Yazan. <laughs> The, uh, uh, the one thing I truly want is for someone to make a Yazan drill, like, com- combined. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, he is unhinged. He, he, he's the s- space joker. <laughs> yeah. Tricked. Um, my next note is a- about, speaking of tricked, my next note is about Sarah's trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did, yeah, what do you do, Sarah? Uh, well, I just think that if I saw that someone very obviously had a crush on me that, and I was in enemy territory, I would just kind of clumsily utilize that crush on me and like flatter that person and say, mm, well, you're, you're probably really strong. You're probably like a really great mobile suit pilot. Why don't you like come out to the hangar with me and you, I'll be your prisoner and you can put me in the mobile suit and te- te- yeah. I'll teach you how to pilot it and we'll just be fine. Yeah. And then that person would be a 14 year old boy and would fucking fall for it because <laughs> Hook, they're Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> This is God. I love Sarah so much. She's like great. flat out one of my favorite Zeta characters. Uh, she's so good. <laughs> like this is like so clumsy, but it works because it's cats. It, it works because Sarah's a new type, and she's clearly smart because she's trained for it. And Cats has no brain cells. He never had one yeah. to begin with. It's like yeah, Katz this is just girl. <laughs> yeah, girl. Attention. I- oh boy. I'm I'm sure the original plan was for Sarah to do this to um to Camille and just you know whatever Katz is stupider I'll do it on him. <laughs> it's just it's it's delightful. Um, so yeah, and she yeah, so so he's like guiding her out, and we uh we cut over to Granada. Oh, I was just, I was just gonna say that like she literally also does hug Katz and say, "What if I train you to pilot a hijack?" <laughs> just right, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless, <laughs> unless, lest. <laughs> Um, and then we cut over to the Granada, instead of Granada, we cut over to Granada, Wong, for some reason, the mayor of Granada can't evacuate people, but Wong can, I guess, um, and he won't do it, because his whole thing is like, no, like, we need, if we evacuate, people are gonna lose faith in Ayug, and if Ayug fails, they're gonna die no matter what, so let's just stay put and see what happens. I really hate watching this in 2020 and and the guy is Hmm. like, oh, we can't enact Hmm. any security precautions because the general public will panic if we try and protect them in any way. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Foresight. Yeah, when in in reality, uh, knowing everything that we do about Wong and uh, he had just gotten off the phone with, uh, you know, uh, famed bastard Melanie Hugh Carbine Carbine that we talked about last episode. Yeah, you you see him, like, the, the cut of him at the end. 
Yeah, uh, who also agrees that they should keep everybody in place, and then the mayor of Granada comes in and is like, "Oh, she, you know," and and you know, eventually gets convinced that yeah, we did to not evacuate people and leave them in place. This is probably because they don't want people to stop working either. Uh, you know, like Ayug is oh. still like a a, a venture capital war mm, machine true, funded right. organization. Uh, yeah, you get you get no holiday time for potential. Uh, City annihilation via colony. Yeah, once I you save you, you'll get a week's holiday. Workers' comp does not cover this. <laughs> yeah, everything we know about the moon is that it's a capitalist hellscape. So yeah, it all checks out. <laughs> I'm sorry, the what? Oh, I'm sorry, the moon. The oh, moon oh, is yeah, a the moon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I, I guess you just misspoke. Yeah, yeah. We 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 cut over to the battle. Um, and like the budget starting to kick in because Emma just like straight up rips the head off of a Zaku or a high yeah. rather. I just like. I think this is like this is. A, I think she does this several times in the episodes. I think the, Emma sort of goes sicko mode a little bit in these ones, doesn't Emma, she? Yeah. Listen, she is super, super eager to get into battle because she just wants to get the fuck away from Henkel. So she's like, "Please let me launch. Please let me fight. I love to fight. Now fighting is my life's passion. I must be in the battlefield and anywhere right. away from my creepy boss." And not only <laughs> so, that, mood. Yeah, not only that, but like at this point, like you know, Katz hasn't thrown a spanner into the works. Emma doesn't really have anyone to babysit. Like, Reko is not causing problems. Camille's not causing problems. So Emma has, like, free reign. She has no one to, like, pay attention to. So now she can, like, fully unleash her abilities of just, like, death. It's yeah. good. I mean, not good because yeah. she's killing, but, like, it's good. Yeah. The, the, the ankle weights are off. And by ankle weights, we mean <laughs> teens and children. Yeah. <laughs> she, stores, she stores her Rock Lee training weights in her big hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the Argama starts firing all of its cannons to knock the colony off course, or to begin knocking off course for uh, mm-hmm. Emma to then go in and, and fire off one of these these nuclear pulses. Um, and uh, Yazan and Camille are moving in to fight each other. And it's just, we're getting, we're getting a good time here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Katz kind of comes out with uh, Sarah at gunpoint and is like, "Hey, um, I just we got a phone call of someone like parked their car outside. Someone parked <laughs> their Isaac outside the lunch pad number two, and we got to move it. Please, thanks." Yeah, and like the the per the like the master chief or whoever this is on deck is immediately like, "Yeah, whatever," and starts yelling at people to get on defensive guns because they are being shot at. <laughs> yeah, master chief's in this. Well, we are fucking shuttle. under attack, is what he says. Ah. <laughs> uh. And like uh, he he leads Sarah to the her Isaac, and she gets in, and she's like she gives him a hug, and then she's like, um, "By the way, uh, the complaint has a blind blind spot below it, and bye." And she just like shoves him off, and she flies away. Yeah, she fucking punches the shit out of him. It's it's really funny. Katz has the audacity to be surprised, and like he cries, (laughs) firing at Isaac with his pistol. Like, bro, (laughs) it's not gonna work, buddy. I thought she liked me. Then Fa shows up and is immediately like, "You're an idiot. (laughs) Why are you doing this? Get off. Get out of here. (laughs) You're on the runway, homie." (laughs) Fa's like the like voice acting with for Fa is really funny here because like she kind of runs out and she finds Katz just like sitting in the parking lot crying, (laughs) and she's like, "Katz, where did?" (gasps) And then sort of realizes what's happened and just goes, (gasps) "No." You didn't. Yeah, like just it's really good. Um oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, then then we're kind of uh the, the boys are fighting. Yeah. The boys are fighting. I like this like very quick rivalry that sprouted up between Yazan and Camille because yeah. Yazan is just like so fierce and I feel like 
it, it sort of stems from him being surprised that he can't like immediately tear through Camille like he can 90% of the other mobile suits he fights. Yeah. So he's mm-hmm. like, he like immediately starts to also hate Camille and Zeta Gundam like Jared does, even though he doesn't yeah. really have as much of a reason for it. He does tell Camille that he fights like a child, though, which is, that's a pretty good, yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, got it in one, wrong. homie. <laughs> My note about the fighting is that I really like how to fight in zero gravity the mobile suits have to like wrestle and grip each other and like kind of cuddle because like there's nothing there's no no nothing else yeah, to you, like you can't bounce fight. off of stuff yeah yeah like so there's only two mobile suits and they just kind of have to dock mm. yep. <laughs> it's just brazilian jiu-jitsu it's not gay at all uh <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there's nothing homoerotic about this yeah and like we see the the Gundam Mark II with Emma like doing this a lot with like Zaku's they kind of just like tackle each other. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I like it. Just like all these robots have command grabs, and I love to see it. <laughs> yeah. And they're fighting, and like Camille isn't really do- doing so hot because uh, I like you hear Cats mention it as Sarah tells him it, but like the plant has this sort of panoramic camera that can see almost everywhere around it. Yeah. Um. And as this is happening, um, after Fa, I guess Cats ra- relays information to Fa, and then Fa radios Camille saying that like you gotta go underneath it. And he's like, huh. Specifically new type radios, Camille. Yeah. Is it, was it new type radio? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, I, 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 I couldn't it? tell either way. I thought it was regular radio. I don't well, think... Well, actually, wait, no, because usually when new type shit is happening, the show is very, very clear in telling you that it's happening by, like, depicting people outside yeah, their mobile Yeah, I, I didn't, I don't think yeah. Fa can just do that, you know? Is, is yeah. this the part, though, where we get the cool faces, or is that next episode? No, that, that's, that's like the third episode, episode, I think. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Because cool. I've, yeah. I've drawn a little picture of it in my notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's not yet. Um, okay. But but yeah, he hears the call, and he's like, oh, okay, let me do that. And he does it, and he, like, I think, like, blows off part of the Kaplan's leg. Yeah. So it has to escape. Oh, yeah, it's basically, he, like, gets underneath him and then shoots all of his little his little shield arm rockets. Mm, right, and, right, uh, right. blows off Yuzan's leg, and Yuzan has to get the fuck out of there. Um, yeah. Yeah, Emma cuts off a Hyzak's hand, too, uh, and then swoops in, activates the colony's nuclear pulse, and the day is saved. The colony uh, is knocked off course, and it's going to hit Granada about 180 kilometers away from, uh, you know, away from the city. Nice and safe. Yeah, there, there, there is a very, like, indulgent shot it's of the really good. just, like, landing on the moon and all this fucking dust cloud shit kicking up. It's, yeah. Mwah. It's, it's good. <laughs> And I, I like that, like, as this happens, you also see Wong and the uh, the mayor of Granada, like, their hands are shaking in the office because they're, like, really yeah. scared of it, even though it's, like, going off course. And they realize, like, yeah. oh, they're good. Wong, Wong like, just dramatically drops, drops his, his Yeah. <laughs> they're drinking to cope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Katz gets thrown in horny teen jail. Yep. And, and uh, yeah, he just kind of sits on his knees and, and thinks about Sarah and says, are humans difficult to trust? <laughs> Yeah, which I guess yeah they are. <laughs> Maybe new, t- new new types seem to be homie. Yeah, in the in the dub, the line he says is, "Is it wrong for me to trust other people?" Yes, mm. yes, it is. Cats, you're in war, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He just does what uh, the thing that Amuro does in like episode nineteen of Double Seventy Nine, where he just like sits in jail and cries. Yep. And has character development. Yeah, yeah. We const- people constantly like try to compare uh, Camille to Amaro, but Katz is truly the Amaro of the season. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 very much so. I mean, explicitly in the context of the show too. Explicit, yeah. and, and there's more of this later on. But like, because he has Amaro's gun, he has Ray gun. And, hey. Like, <laughs> Hey! <laughs> Listen, they said that Gundam didn't have ray guns. They were wrong. There's one. 
<laughs> Ronald um, Ray. But, like, he keeps, like, using it, and he uses it to do, like, quote-unquote brave stuff, but it's actually just, like, stupid stuff, and it fucks him over, because, like, he kind of wants to think that he's going to be Amuro, because, like, he grew up with Amuro, mm. and with the kind of... With Amuro kind of T-posing over his childhood, metaphorically <laughs> yeah. speaking. Yeah. Well, you um, know what they say, Sarah. Bravery and uh, stupidity are two sides of the same coin. Yeah, but Amuro got away with it because he was the actual protagonist. He had Gundam, uh, you see. Whereas Katz is... I'm sure he'll get there eventually. Katz doesn't have Gundam. <laughs> yeah, you listen. He gets his own series in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Uh, <laughs> next up. Episode 26. The Ghost of Zeon. Hit it, Sarah. So, Jared is... No, not Jared. Jazan is here, which is Jared Cubed. Uh, he's here, he's nasty and creepy. Some stuff happens, a bunch of stuff happens. But basically, <laughs> him and Emma end up fighting in the area that is beside this, like, derelict Zeon worship. Like, one of the big red ones from 0079. It's also... It's really cool. Um, is there like they're like fighting around it? It's cool. Uh, Katz ends up going out, sort of hands over the defense to the Gundam. That might be next episode. No, it's this one. Um, yeah, so Emma's doing fighting uh, in the middle of the fighting. Camille senses the vibes and he's like, Oh shit, I gotta go out there too. He goes out there too. Um, after some more stuff and fighting, Katz and Emma end up like on foot inside the big ghost ship. Um, they confront an enemy guy there. Um, and then Camille kind of comes in uh, while fighting Yazan in their mobile suits. They're in the hangar of the ghost ship. Katz and Emma are there on foot. Katz ends up doing hacking and hacks this old Galgugus there to sort of shoot Yazan, injures him. Yazan runs away. Um, Camille and Emma like chase him. And then Yazan does Yazan's trick, which I'm not going to spoil for you right now. We'll get yeah, to it at we'll the get end there. of the episode. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just like reading the title. I was like, oh, shit. Things are gonna pop up, but like, I it it's still really cool in the actual episode. It's like, yeah, there's just like creepy space debris floating around everywhere. Like a remnant of ye- yester war is the term that that Yazan <laughs> uses. War. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Just you know how I fucking love in real life. I love abandoned buildings. I love quote unquote urban exploration. Yeah, I've done quite a lot of it in like Scotland, where there are just cool old brutalist building sitting in the middle of the countryside that you go and explore and it's like the funnest shit ever okay what if it was what if it was in space that's how to make literally anything cooler yeah Yeah. it's like you know remember the the rat infested ghost cruise ship that showed up uh on the american coastline a couple years back that's just all it is (laughs) what if it was a xenon cruise ship instead i want to make an instagram account dedicated just to exploring this ship (laughs) Buzz, buzz. It's just oh well. I mean, you. I, I. I. think you'll find you might not be able to do that after this episode ends. Yeah, yeah I'm sure yeah. there's more around though. We'll find one for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. We all saw Double Seventy Nine. There's more around. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah. This this one sort of starts out. Yuzan is real mad about the plants having that blind spot, and he's so mad that Jamaican just is like giving up on him. He's like, whatever. Like, I'm gonna leave without you. Yeah. You go do whatever the hell you want to. Like, you, I'm not responsible for your stupid yeah. antics. Go get a rabies vaccine or something. Here's the thing. Gazan yeah. does get his Gaplant fixed, so they've mm-hmm. they've fixed the camera issue. And also, I love his bright yellow uniform. I love it so it's much. It's cool. <laughs> have, we, have we ever seen anyone else in a bright yellow uniform? No, I don't he, think so. He, he just gets one because he wanted it. He wanted to be special. 
I uh, I can't wait till you see him without the uniform either. Uh, the reason he has a special uniform is because the person the the like the the Titans official Taylor is afraid that he's gonna bite them if he said no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Yazanis yeah. uh, is the guy who first posted to put, stick your fingers into my cage. I promise I won't bite you. Yeah, <laughs> I I will say uh, you know we Yazan is a feral uh, goblin man, um, but I I do want to point out that he is he is pretty smart when he comes to this stuff because like Jamaican's like chastising him for for like preparing as if they're going into battle when they're heading back to base to resupply, and Yazan points out that like hey what happens if the Argama and the Radish like follow us and pursue us as we try and leave if we're not ready to fight we're gonna get fucking owned. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, Yazan is Jemaicon's subordinate, I think, but, like, that doesn't seem to really matter, because Yazan just kind of snarks and yells and argues and quibbles and quarrels and diatribes with Jemaicon until Jemaicon is like, fucking fine, sortie. How can you say no to a face like that? They're they're very much kind of, like, the dark opposite of, like, Quattro and Bright, uh, because, like, you know, mm. it, like, Quattro knows a lot more about mobile suit combat than Bright does, and Bright's more of a ship guy. But, like, you know, they're both still intelligent, they recognize what the other can, like, contribute, and, like, you know, they work together even though they, there's a disparity between their authority on the ship. Whereas Yazan and Jamaican, one, Jamaican's a fucking idiot, and two, mm. they just won't stop fighting. The Alexandria is a clown car, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, okay, so you know that the, the diagram I drew last week of, like, the argument and, like, who has a crush on yeah, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is the opposite of that. It's just who has has a... Uh, who has beef? Um, <laughs> the homestuck thing with who? Oh, uh... Kismesis. I didn't want to say it. Thanks. <sighs> I'm really glad I have no idea what that means. And you I hopefully, hopefully never will. <laughs> I mean, I don't either. I'm, I just, I just, I know it's a bad thing, though. I know I don't want to know. Uh... And then, and then, and then, uh, Yazan flows over to his bro, his bro Adol. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chief Petty Officer Adol, which I guess is like Yazan's second in command on the squad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, starts tells him like, "Hey, if we get into a fight, we need to draw the mobile suits back to the Alexandria instead of keeping them where they're at, um, because you know, uh, uh, we, you know, we're not using the Alexandria to its full potential. It's got all these great weapons, and we're not, you know, we we can't beat the Argama unless we put the Alexandria into use. And then wink, quick, nudge, nudge. We must teach Jamaican the fears to fighting a battle. And then yeah. he grabs a doll by the balls. You ever grab? <laughs> It was, uh, what's it called? Cupping. That was a thing for a while, I think, in high school. Yeah. Pro- probably. Just guys being dudes, I guess. Yeah. Okay! Come on, I never went to high school. <laughs> high school. Um, this green-haired boy child is the Moa of the Yazan. Yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, if, if, if Yazan is like Jared Evolution 3, then this child, what's his name, Adol, Adol. is like... Moa, not point three. Well, so they're a part of like fear. Like you would think that they'd be a part of the same evolution. They just like you know they'd be something that had like different sprites for like gender dysmorphia mm-hmm. or not dysmorphia. Um, what's the term? Um, dimorphism. Yeah, for gender dimor gender dimorphism. But since like this is pretty early in Gundam, instead it's like a Nidoran Nidorina kind of situation. Right, and right, we all right. know like you know like Moar is clearly like you know a Nido queen by this point, and we just know that like Nidorina's li- like line has better stats. It's just it's it's flat out true. Uh, 
I don't know if it's actually true or not. <laughs> uh, they're both actually really good Pokemon in different ways. I had a Nidoking a couple seasons ago, and it was good. Anyway. Um... Okay. <laughs> but yeah, sort of, uh, to, to speak a bit more on Nadal, like, he's kind of, seems to be, like, assigned to Yazan just to kind of make Yazan feel good about himself, because, like... <laughs> he's his yes man. Yeah, pretty much. And just for, as someone for Yazan to, like, bully to make himself feel cool. Because he grabs this boy's balls for no reason other than to just assert dominance, really. Like, he's not even threatening him. He's not trying to get anything out of him. He just likes it. He just is, it's just a fun thing for him to do. He's a little freak. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, it's just, the the thing is, is if he, if, you know, if he doesn't realize what's going on, that he's basically just like a pawn uh, Uh between Yazan and and Jamaican. I know I go back and forth Jamaican and Jamaican all the time, but fucking whatever, it's a dumb name. Um, We've been doing if, it for long. Yeah, if he doesn't get a handle on this and start, like, looking out for himself, uh, uh, you know, Adal's just going to be stuck rolling in the deep out in space somewhere. <sighs> yeah, we we could have had it all and said he had to say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, the next scene is also really, really funny to me. So after, after this conversation between Yazan and Adal, we cut over to the bridge of the Argama, uh, or I guess the Radish. And Hankin's talking to Emma, and they're talking about how the G-Defensor is ready, and she's going to have it moved over into the hangar. And then Hankin asks her if she wants to go out for tea, and she says no with the heart yep. emoji. <laughs> so, again, like, the, just some, some great voice work here, where she's like, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's just so, I love Emma so much. Yes. Uh, God, Emma fucking rules. Emma's... What if this show was just Emma? What if Hinkin wasn't in the show? It'd be better Tony, for it. Prequel series of Emma and and her girlfriend's adventures across the great state, the the guy, the great country of America. <laughs> oh, yeah, like that's the great Zeta country. Oh man, I, I was like, going to uh... say great state, but great Zeta country is good. <laughs> like that's kind of like the because like the the. OAV series that ends up being like the one attached to Zeta is 0083 mm-hmm. because it's kind of it's it's, it's the like the thing... story of the Titans, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's it's um it's like the story of like Zeon remnants that like do an attack a- after the war ends, mm. and is kind of like the reason why the Titans get formed. Like okay. it is the direct political thing that happens to for the for the Titans to come around and to explain why, uh, you know, uh, Zeon doesn't show up in Zeta until like another five or six episodes. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, uh. Like, the, the problem with that is since it takes place five years before this, you know, you couldn't possibly have Emma make a cameo in it because she'd be 14, uh, which that just sucks. I want, yeah, we need that Emma prequel series. <laughs> and we need it to just take place entirely on Earth and feature zero mobile suits whatsoever. It's just about car problems. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, Zeta Gundam the origin, and it's it's just uh, Emma playing volleyball and fixing cars <laughs> in the American uh, Northwest. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah, <laughs> uh. diners, drive-ins, and drives. Wait, shit! There's already a drive-in. That's such shit. Fuck. <laughs> if you can dodge a drive, you can drive a drive. Hey, um, but oh, also, uh, to get back to the scene after Emma is like. <laughs> No, um, the we just pan over to the bridge crew who say yes. like as loudly as they possibly can. He doesn't have a clue about women. It's good. <laughs> it's funny. Get his ass. Yeah, Emma is so strong for not having simply killed this man. 
I oh yeah yeah her. yeah. I hope she gets to. She'll do it, and like no one will bat an eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I definitely like Emma's a better pilot than Yazan is, but I think what we're gonna learn is that Emma has a lot of things that she can learn from Yazan in, in the next couple of episodes. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes you can get information from even the most humble insect. Yeah. Uh, Yazan and Adol launch out with a bunch of hijacks, uh, because they've, they've found, um, you know, they're, they're going to try and make an attack on the Argama to like lure, lure them back to the, the Alexandria. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, here's the thing I didn't, I don't get, uh, hmm. on the Argama, they're following a ship called the Dagosa Gear. I don't think we see this ship and I don't know what ship it is. The, Dug- the Dagosa Gear, that's Sirocco's ship. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, cool, 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 yeah. Which, yeah, because, like, because um, there's a scene of, like, Camille is um, just kind of standing on the bridge for a reason, and he just, like, <laughs> ominously says some shit about, like, oh, the, the Togo's gear is, I don't even know what he says. Um, But him and Bright have, like, a conversation about how the Dogo's gear has just, like, mad rancid vibes. Yeah. Which is how you know it's Soroko's yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I guess this is probably the first time we know that that's the name of a ship because like, no, they mention I, it. Oh, okay, All they right. mention I'm it just, during yeah. the the fight for the moon. <laughs> okay, I'm just an idiot then. Uh, yeah, because I didn't know if this was a reference to Sirocco or if this was like um a uh, uh, like uh foreshadowing for Haman or anything like that. But like, I thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. You're, you're you're still the expert here, so we will forgive this transgression. <laughs> You know, like, for, 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 for me, for us, like, who don't know about Haman, like, I don't know anything about Haman's vibes other than she looks fresh as fuck. Yeah. Um, like, I see, I see bad space vibes. I know, I see, I know that space Dracula. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that we know about Haman's vibes is that they be in the trap. That's all that we know. <laughs> uh-huh. <sighs> She's tight as fuck. So, yeah, the, they're, Yuzan and Adol are, like, bantering a little bit. And as as Emma is starting to sortie, she's talking with Cats, who wants to fight. And she's like, yeah, your day will come. Like, you know, we don't need Cats you right really now. Cats really thinks he's going to be allowed to pilot after last episode's hijinks, huh? Yeah. And, and I love that. It's like, the show is so formulaic in certain ways. Because, like, hearing Emma talk to Cats about, like, yeah, you know, you don't need to pilot anything yet. Like, hold back. You you know that boy is, like, about 40 seconds away from jumping in the G-Defenser and flying after her. Yeah. Listen, it's the child to pilot pipeline. Exactly. But but we, we, we do the fighting. Emma launches and like, yeah, we sort of see Yazan plans in action to sort of like get the Argama near the Alexandria. Oh, oh it's, the, it's the radish. It's the radish that they're going after. Oh, OK. All right. Um, yeah. So they're trying. Yeah, they're trying to get the radish near to the uh, uh, the Alexandria so they can blow it with big cannons and whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they would really want to, to blow up the, the Argama with big cannons because, like, you know, it's a rad ship. But they'll have this one. It's not quite yeah. as rad. It's but... not, yeah. That's, mm. And listen, if they <laughs> if if they went after the Argama, then the Radish would just show up and they'd have to blow both of them up anyway. So, you, you know, it, it, this root vegetable is right here. We're going we're gonna to slice it up. We're going to make some borscht or whatever you do with turnips or radishes or, yeah. <laughs> you can roast them real good. Get, like... Radishes, get some carrots, um, some parsnips too. It's good. Um, if you're doing keto, uh, mashed turnips are a really good substitute for mashed potatoes for hey. stuff like shepherd's pie and stuff too. <laughs> there we go. Um, we get this beautiful beam saber fight. The animation <laughs> is like yes. really, really sick here. It's like 
Yazan does an attack and it does the thing. It does like a really short Sakuga shot on his face as he yells and like swings the beam. It's just, oh, it's really good. Wow, cool yeah. robot. The way the, this, like, because 0079 did this well where it like inserts, has little like shaped triangle or funny shaped inserts of the pilot into like the scene. Uh-huh. But just like Zeta kind of does it so well. It just like hones that art. Yeah, of yeah, just, yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah, putting right. a pilot's eyes in the scene while there's the mobile suit. Rules. <laughs> Good show. Yeah. Good show. Cats um, decides to steal a G defensor and flies off with it. Uh, As one does. Yep. Yeah. And obviously Hankel is like, great, a child is stealing a mobile suit. I like him too. He will yeah. learn something from this. I love yeah. child soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Kat, this is where we see the old battleship show up. Uh, it's a yeah. big red old battleship, uh, Xeon ship from, uh, the One Year War. It's a Guazine. Yeah. Um, Katz is like, oh, wow, cool ship, uh, and flies by it. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, he's trying to, like, get, get with the, uh, the Gundam Mark II so that they can, they can dock together. Uh, and, um, Yazan keeps, like, uh, you know, getting between them, and uh, Katz is like, "All right, cool. I'm going to shoot Yuzan," and accidentally fires off a flare instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. He has no idea what he's doing right now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think of like I this I that 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 this is cool to me because it's like Emma and Katz flying together as a team, and like Yuzan and Adol flying together as a team, and it's like you wouldn't really suspect Yuzan to be a sort of team player in the pilot, but like he's really good at what he does, so it's cool that he's like. I feel like a lot of the times we don't see good teamwork from the bad guys in Gundam a lot of the time. So it's cool to see him like, yeah, like, yeah, we'd have tactics. We know what these are for once. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like Adal, both Adal and Katz are just basically kind of useless. Yeah. But well, still uh, end yeah. up. Uh, Adal cool can at shit. least like shoulder tackle Emma out of the way to keep them yeah. from, from joining up or whatever. Uh, and um, Emma does let out a psychic cry, which wakes Camille up. Uh, and it's new type. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, more important than new type of time. When Camille wakes up, we do see he has no sleeves. Huh. Surely <laughs> this is important. Yeah. I mean, one might think of this scene where he was just basically watching the battle on his dream cam in his head during his sleep, just kind of psychically there to be some kind of character development of his new type abilities. But the real character development that they don't want you to know about, the doctors don't want you to know about, is that. Camille has no sleep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we can we can talk, you know, you can listen to all manner of much more intelligent Gundam podcasts, but only only Wow Cool Robot will be able to identify someone's ideology based on their sleeves. Which just yeah. that's yeah. yeah. That that's that's our wheelhouse. Yeah. We are the sartorial geniuses of mm-hmm, the Gundam mm-hmm, podcasting mm-hmm, world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> um but yeah, uh, Bright gives Camille the okay to take the Zeta out. He, you know, he recognizes and respects Camille's, you know, new type abilities, and is like, "Yeah, fucking go for it, go save the radish." Uh, and as he launches, says he's very similar to Amuro Ray, which I think is like Bright realizing that his statement earlier that you know Camille's not a new type yet is maybe off the mark. Hmm. Yeah, and I love how like Camille. Doesn't even try to make any kind of excuse. He's just like, yeah, right. Like, I had a feeling. I mm-hmm. I feel it. Like, I got a feeling in the air tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um. And Bright just completely trusts it, and it's good. I think maybe the fact that he didn't have an excuse this time, that he just said, "I feel it," is like that's enough for Bright to be like, "Okay, you're not giving excuses. Like, this is something that you can't explain. Go for it, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Go get their ass." Um. 
And we do get to see the Zeta take off and turn into a Dorito, finally. Um, Confirmed. Yeah. You're a plane, you're a pain, you're a plane, you're a pain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and in the Zeta, Camille is able to, like, break up the fight with Yuzan and Adal and Emma and Katz enough for Emma and Katz to truly dock now. So the Gundam finally get G-Defensor. It looks fine. I wish yeah. it was the same sort of darker shade of blue as Gundam Mark II is, so it matched a little bit better, but alas. And yeah. I like as well how like at first there's we scene of Emma and Katz and they're like just having trouble lining up the G defensor like they don't get it immediately the way fucking happened in 0079 where like he just did it because he was a fucking genius or whatever fucking yeah. Papa, <laughs> yeah. like they're this isn't easy no no they have to there's a few tries yeah and it's I, I get there like though it. yeah um, but yeah, I, I know we talked about this, uh, offline at some point, but I, I do like the fact that the G defensor is a different shade of blue, just so it's easier to read, like, the difference in, like, silhouette and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but a big thing is, you know, Mark II gets a, a big backpack and a big old gun. <laughs> a a big, big old gun. gun enough to, like, annihilate a Zaku in one yeah. go, or a yeah. Isaac still, I'm still not used to calling him that. <laughs> what if a gun was just really big? Yeah, what if you just made it bigger? <laughs> it's yeah. good. Wow, cool big gun. Wow, cool, cool big gun. gun. Uh, and after Cat sort of docks with Emma, he's like left in just a little escape pod for the yeah. G Defensor. Like I guess the it's core. like you know, yeah. They they still have core fighters. They're just even smaller now. <laughs> yeah. So Adal is like trying to like just like he's like the the face with like the outstretched hand meme trying to get cats yeah. right now, chasing him all over uh, the Guazine. Yeah, they really, like, they use the big ghost ship really well and just, like, play hide-and-seek around it. And there's just so many just dark cavities inside the ship for a little ship to hide in. And the episode is really good at just kind of constructing the mood and the space of this ghost ship. Almost like Xeon is kind of some kind of important thing, maybe. Yeah, probably not. Who knows? Um, But yeah, Yazan and Camille continue to fight around the ship. Uh, a doll kind of uh, like cr- like I guess his head gets blown off uh, and he crashes yeah, Kat- into the ship. Cat's like accidentally blows off his Isaac's <laughs> head by just like hitting a random button in the escape pod. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know finds Cat's landed core fighter and uh, decides to get out and, and chase Cat's down while Cat's basically like runs around the ship trying to like find like weapons that he can turn on or something like he's really he's trying so hard <laughs> there's a yeah. really funny shot of cats in on the bridge of, of this ship and then like an empty Xeon normal suit floats over and like the hand comically like rests on his shoulder and he turns around it's just like an empty suit but it's like oh i love to see the Xeon normal suits i miss those things it's it's yeah. the look it's the dead guy from the op from like 17 episodes. He finally, he got away from Saturn. He finally made it to, I guess, around Earth. Yeah, yeah. Here he is. Yeah. It's it's a very Scooby-Doo moment. He's come here to, um, you know, do some kind of investment real estate scheme. And, uh, yeah, uh, 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 Katz and and, uh, Haro are gonna, they're gonna uh, pull his mask off and it's gonna turn out to be old Zeon Jenkins. Um... Jenkins. Um, listen, hey, I was, hey. I was, I was genuinely quite scared here. Okay, don't make me don't. I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid to admit body. when I'm afraid. <laughs> um, I think it's uh, uh, paralleling to the scene whenever um fucking Jamiroquai just kind of starts firing on them. Tricon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at some point he's like, uh, whatever. We have to fight them because there's like they're a minute out from 
our range and like Yazanus is gonna have to deal with it and move out of the way when we start firing. Yeah, yeah. it's weird how he, like he just starts firing even though oh he might like accidentally hit Yazan and accidentally kill Yazan. I he just he's he's willing to shoot anyway. Yeah. Curious. Yeah. Most curious. <laughs> yeah. Uh meanwhile Emma parks the uh the Gundam on the ship and gets out to go find and rescue Kotz because she's like, if we let Kotz die here, we'd wonder why we let him come to space to begin with, which yeah, true. <laughs> Checks <Yeah>. out. <laughs> is this is this when she like walks past the old green Gelgoog? Uh, no, you see that, um, you, so you see an old green Gelgoog trash that has, like, one arm, it's, like, propped up against the wall. I think at some point, the fight between Camille and Yazan, like, moves into the hangar of this ship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you sort of Mm -hmm. get, like, a panning shot of the whole, like, decrepit hangar, and you see this, uh, Chekhov's Gelgoog right there. Yeah. Chekhov's Gelgoog. Uh, uh, Emma... Uh, yeah, uh, Emma finds Katz on the bridge, who's, like, trying and failing to get, the, like, the, the weapons up and running, uh, and they have a little chat, and then a doll rolls in, and just, they start having a little shootout in here, um, until they both run out of bullets, and, uh, you know, Camille and Yazan are fighting down in the hangar, and they also run out of gun juice, and it's just... It, they're having a time out here. It's a mess. Yeah. This is where I have the note that like Katz ends up becoming like a hostage of Adal. Yeah. But like yeah. the reason that he ends up in this situation is because he draws his ray gun and like just like kind of points it at Adal and like is like, poo poo, yeah, I'm gonna be hero, <laughs> beefs it and ends up as a hostage. Um yeah. and like Adal has like a knife he's gonna stab Katz with, and Emma's like, Oh god, for fuck's sake, my god. Um <laughs> And it's just like because he has a ray gun because he wants to be Amro. Cats, please, please don't do this. Yeah, do not do this thing. Um, but you know, Emma takes control of the situation. Uh, gives a dollar gun, gives a doll her um uh her jetpack. So because like you know, so a doll will like leave and abandon them here and and not stab cats with a knife. Um. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, but then, uh, I guess, like, a stray beam shot hits the, um, hits the, the bridge, blows it open, and just fucking murders a doll. So they're fine Ooh, yeah. now, I guess. <laughs> Which, and that, ah, that shot, that shot was definitely a blast from, like, the Alexandria, because earlier, like, uh, Henkin was, like, fire shots, but make sure you don't hit that Zeon ship. Yeah. So, confirmed. Confirmed? Um, yeah. <laughs> not so friendly fire now, eh? Surely there won't be any sort of karmic retribution for this. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but after this scene resolves, uh, Katz and Emma go on down to the hangar where the Gelgeuse is and where the boys are fighting. Yeah. Uh, Katz sees all this happening. He decides, I'm going to be a hero. He hasn't learned his lesson the first ten times. He jumps in the Gelgoo and like... He tries to turn it on, doesn't work, obviously. And then he, like, just, like, starts ripping wires out from yeah. underneath the sort of uh, control panel. And he, like, literally hot wires the, the Gelgoog back alive. It's, yeah. like, it's just very funny that, like, I guess you can hot wire an entire mobile suit the same way you can hot wire a car. And it, it just happens. I, I guess, yeah, I guess it makes sense because, like, the Gelgoog, he says, is, like, one of the few models that he actually, like, has experience with okay, from yeah. the, uh, the, the museum. I'm sure he had to fix it plenty of times, so, yeah. I guess yeah. they have, like, nuclear reactors that probably still have a little bit of juice left in them. Yeah. Because he's doing it, and he's like, oh, just like the museum. And I'm just like, I love that because, like, Hayato raised him. Hayato was the director of the the JoJo's place. Karaba. Uh, the Air and Space Museum. The Air and Space Museum. No, Cape Canaveral, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Oh. <laughs> um, 
you know, the JoJo's place. Yeah. I'm just like, because he kind of grew up in this museum, grew up with all these like vintage mobile suits, mm-hmm. he could do it. I love that. Just that, that little, the payoff. This Chekhov's yeah. Cape Canaveral Museum. Chekhov's Canaveral. <laughs> and when he activates it, like, and you see the Goku, has, it's like holding a rocket launcher. Yeah. And he does it and like the blast is enough to like, sh- I guess, I think it like shoots off one of the Gaplant's hands. Yeah. Yeah. Because cause the cause, uh, Yazan says after, he's like, ah, oh, but I still have this arm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then he grabs the <laughs> Goku's, like, cool double beam saber. and The, uh, the, the beam Naginata is so yeah. freaking sick. Oh, my God. Yeah. I Yeah, I did Pogger's face when he did that. It was really cool. <laughs> it's just, Sorry. look, the, the swords are cool as hell. The only way to make a sword cooler is put it on a stick. And also have two of them be like... Two of event. them! Listen, I like everything that you all are saying right now. Uh, <laughs> a big sword fan, big Darth Maul fan, I feel it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just fucking, hi, Matt Easton here from Scholar Gladiatoria. Today we're going to be reviewing the sword fight between um, <laughs> two Gundam characters. Yeah. Um, it's a good sword fight. It's cool. Um, Camille ends up like just like sort of pretty quickly cutting the other hand off of the good plant with his own beam saber. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fine. and and but 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 Yuzan like escapes, um, and Emma is like, Camille, you gotta go after Yuzan. Me and me and Katz will be fine. Off you go now, my dear. Um, but actually, um, like Camille goes off, but actually, then the next scene, Emma is like, Oh my god, why did you wait for us? I just I like that Camille's priority is making sure his comrades are safe. This is a good. This boy is good. He's getting yeah. better. Yeah. You, he knows that teamwork makes the dream work. You got to keep all the Gundams together so that you can own anything that you see. <laughs> yeah, and like as Yuzan's escaping, he like sort of looks on his like scanner and he sees that Emma and Camille are flying in formation. He's like, "Hmm, this is gonna work in my advantage." Yeah. So he yeah. Uh, he squads up to protect the Alexandria right in front of the <laughs> cockpit. Yeah. The, oh, the oh, oh, oh! I'm protecting the Alexandria. Oh, yeah. oh. He, a, Camille, come closer. He attack. Yeah. Why don't you fire at me? Yeah, Emma's Emma's got that big, big gun pointed at Yazan. It'd be so terrible if Yazan were to dodge at the last second. But but it's fine. He's not going to do that. He's going to stand right in front of the bridge of the Alexandria where Jamaicon is, and he he's going to do protect just yeah. like that. It's always sunny. Title card: Yazan dodges and Jamaican beefs it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and as, as like, Jamaican's, like, gets exploded by a big beam weapon, uh, Yazan says, this is a, batter- a battlefield after all, which just, ooh, I love this cockroach. I love this He's so man. nasty. I love him so much. <laughs> he <laughs> says, love a rude is a little guy. <laughs> Die. Um, yeah, rested shit, Jamaican. Yeah, I'm pressing fucking- ass. <laughs> I think definitively for me the pronunciation was Jamaican because I wrote it down as if it were Jamai convention. Okay. okay. Well, guess um, what? It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think, it's I think it's Yeah, I think it's spelled exactly like Jamaican though. It's just it's, it's the... spelled exactly like Jamaican. So it's, it, <laughs> Gundam names are just you know all over the place. Who can say? Yeah. Sure. Um, but like afterwards, Cats is like sort of while they're flying back, Cats feels bad and like. Camille and um, Emma do a good job of, like, sort of consoling him. They're like, yeah, yeah. like, we're not... You, Hank will probably lecture you, but, like, we're not gonna. Like, you did a good job, buddy. We're proud of yeah. you. Yeah. It's good. You hot-wired a Gelgook. It was sick as shit. It was really <laughs> cool. Five stars. Yeah. Um, hey, what is Bright Sea? <laughs> I lost it's my shit. It's happening again. I lost my shit this part. I was not prepared. It just keeps yeah, happening. So, 
There's just there's a big old map of a very recognizable silhouette of a of a of a space object known as a Bawaku. Yeah. Um, oh, and a map of Gundam too, right next to each other. Oh, what like could this mean? From Gundam? Yeah. It's just and, ah! yeah, like they, they there's like a little conversation on the the Argument Bridge with Bright where they're talking about how Grips and a Bawaku are like a thing together, and that like the the Titans appear to have allied with the remnants of Zeon or something, um, which is just just pretty weird since well, as far as I was concerned, the reason that the Titans existed in the first place was to kind of eradicate remnants of Zeon. Um, but I guess I guess they did the thing in Shonen anime where your enemies at first and not your friends. I'm yeah. thinking about it. Well, it's you know, a Boaku was just sitting there and nobody was using it. So why shouldn't the Titans buy it from Zeon and then rename it the Gate of Zidane? You know, no reason not to. It's theirs now. Normal name. Yeah. Normal name. <laughs> um, Henkin does congratulate Camille for for doing such a good no- job, but then Camille yeah. is like is like, oh, you know, don't don't thank me. Thank cats for saving my life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You mm-hmm. know, uh, couldn't have done it without him. And they get word that somebody's coming back to space. My dad's coming back. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back, back from in space. Earth. Guess back. who's back? Um, I guess, Sarah. I think it's your turn for the episode title this time. Yeah, episode twenty-seven. Rendezvous avec Char. Rendezvous with Shower? <laughs> yeah, rendezvous with Char. Like, yeah, everybody's stinky they, they, after that battle. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got a wash. Um, <laughs> weird how Char is in the title of this, but does not show up in the episode. I was mad. I was mad yeah. about it. Yeah. So, in this episode, we gotta go pick up Quattro from Earth. But the place that we gotta go pick up Quattro from Earth is in enemy territory. Like, they just kinda gotta deal with that. Um... Meanwhile, the Alexandria is being repaired, Yazan's being a piece of shit, to Jared specifically, also to Sarah, just in general a piece of shit. Back on Earth, you know, Hayato is seeing Quattro off, there's some stuff there, um, and then we cut back into space where like mobile suits are being just deployed in order to go pick up Quattro, there's fighting, etc. The shuttle launches into space, gets into space, and they're just kind of sitting there. Uh, but they're, they're sitting there, it's not really good to just kind of be sitting there. Quattro is like, don't worry, we'll not sit here, I'm going to launch on a lifeboat, it's fine. Um, there's some more cool space fight involving a really, 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 really big gun, which fires, uh, doesn't kill anyone, it's fine. Uh, and then the argument <laughs> picks up Quattro. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Uh... I think the, the the first thing that happens in here is like once again Camille and Fa at each other's throats. Yeah, because <laughs> Fa is just combing her hair before battle, and Camille just apparently is rude enough to not stay in his lane about it. Yeah, you know, like girls and girl take ages to get ready. Oh my god! Ugh, oh, oh, what an inconvenience for me, a teen boy. And they get in a fight, and Camille ends up, you know, running off. Uh, and uh, as he leaves, Haro, like, turns to Fa, and it's just like, Fa, emotionally excited, emotionally excited. <laughs> I don't think the word Haro uses is excited in the dub, because I think I would have remembered that. Mm. Um, but yeah. And and then he Camille also runs past, uh, what's his face, Hopoli, um, who describes Camille like they're bickering as their like hobby yeah he's like it's recreation leave me alone god (laughs) hey do you want to know uh well we were looking up Hinkin's age earlier on uh Mm. hero wiki do you know what hobby uh what Hinkin's hobby is 
Um, apparently it's misogyny for Emma. <laughs> okay, so yeah, misogyny. Yeah, caring, huh? They, they yeah. really described it as caring. And he certainly Here, doesn't have yeah. any other character traits. Here's the thing: they they spent all their rec room money on the the gravity chamber for Shar, and that's the biggest problem with the argument is for nobody who? has any real hobbies. <laughs> gravity chamber for who? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The gravity chamber for Quattro. Well, Qu- Quattro probably picked it up from Shar. I'm sure. Yeah, like, right, 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 right. It's, 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 it. Yeah, it's a I thought, I thought you said the gravity chamber for Shar that you go to the gravity chamber and you take like a high gravity Shar. Oh wow! Ooh, ooh, that's that's an interesting that's an interesting concept. The water hits yeah, you yeah. real hard, doesn't it? It really it really like loosens your muscles up. It's great. Mm. Yeah, my muscles, my muscles. My muscles. <laughs> <laughs> um. So basically, like they have to sort of fly to Earth orbit to pick up Quattro as he gets blasted to to, to to space, and their plan is sort of to like since since I think Rekoa is Rekoa is off doing something, so uh, Fa has to get in the Methus. Yeah. So Bright's like, okay, we cannot have the Zeta and the Methus interact. We cannot have Camille and Fa getting mad at each other during battle. This cannot yeah. keep yeah. happening. Like, Bright and everybody keeps telling uh, Camille, like, listen, you need to get your shit together before Quattro shows up. You cannot, the girls cannot be fighting still when he gets back to the ship, or, like, he's gonna know I'm a bad dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, come on, kids, your daddy's coming home. Your other daddy's coming home. He's like, it's like when you have to clean up your house really, really fast when you know your mom's about to come home. Yeah. Company is coming! They can't, we can't know be, that we We can't sit. let people know we live here. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah then we we cut over to the alexandria and like mm-hmm. the, it's all being fixed because uh i don't know like it's almost like so, someone got shot out of the bridge last episode and died probably yeah. no one important um so someone some other guys in command i didn't really catch his name i'm yeah. sure he'll be here for another a while. blonde man with facial hair <laughs> yeah like literally G- gaddy um, g-a-d-y cool um, but guess who else is here? <gasps> Jared and Moar. My kids. Ah. I just, I love that they're like an item now. I feel like they never, I mean, there's a reason why they don't leave each other's side, but like, it's just funny that they're always together. Yeah, because I think yeah. like, Jared is here, and then like, Moa appears, and Jared is like, oh shit, Moa, I didn't expect to see <laughs> you here. Um, th- th- there's some like other conversation where it turns out a Bawaku is now called the Gate of Zidane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sriracha's been hanging out there doing, I guess, turning it into an upside-down Dracula castle or whatever. I was, I was going to say, he's been, like, eating bats or something there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my only other note until the, the cool Jared Mawa scene is that Yazan is awful. <laughs> he's throwing away all the high sex because he's tired yeah. of their busted old shit. Oh yeah, yeah. He says, "I can no longer bear having to fight with these pieces of junk." It is like trying, to, like in his plant, trying to throw one out the airlock. <laughs> he's just throwing a tantrum. It's so good. Listen, oh he he's like, we can't let anyone know we live here. Except no one's coming to visit. Damn bitch, you live like all- this. Yeah. Oh, he's God. like, we can't. We we've got to get rid of these hijacks. We can't let anybody know that we sit in cockpits. <laughs> <laughs> and like Jared and Moa are both like banging on the cockpit, trying to like get him out of there. Or I think Jared and Sarah are both banging on the cockpit. Yeah. And he gets out, and then he like takes his glove off specifically to slap Jared in the face with it as he like coolly floats <laughs> away. Probably flips him the double bird off screen. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the, the the reason they do this is because Jared like mentions to him, he's like, "Oh yeah, well you haven't defeated the Zeta Gundam yet, have you?" <laughs> and Yazan is just like, "Bitch, watch me." And they kind of take off their gloves in order to sort of shake and 
accept this challenge, but instead of shaking hands, Yuzan just slaps him. Yeah. A gentleman's duel. Uh, he also tells Jared to, to stick to hanging out with his cyber new type friends. Because, uh, you know, Yuzan's just like, he doesn't want to deal with, uh, I guess he calls like, he calls like the, the Hyzak's battle dolls and kind of mm-hmm. like infers that Sarah's one too. And it's just like, like a, a half finished yeah. doll is the term he uses. In, yeah. In the, in the, in the dub, he calls her like a Girl Scout. <laughs> oh, that's, I like that a lot better. Uh, yeah. Goody goody yeah. two shoes. I don't know if it's exactly that, but it's something like that. That, that tracks, um, I think. Yeah. But yeah, and then kind of um, Jared ends up leaving with Mawa following him. Yeah. Um, Moore starts hitting on Jared, uh, wants Jared to know that, you know, just because she spent some time with Soroko, it doesn't mean anything, that he's an unpredictable man, and he, uh, she'd rather be side by side with him going into battle, and they get kissy face in a Mwah. side hallway. <laughs> Sucking face the, on the Alexandria. The, again, like, the second kiss in Gundam that hasn't made me want to claw my eyes out. Yeah. I know! I wonder it's, what the theme is, why this is a good one. This is, like, one of the few relationships that feels like both of these people are, like, on completely equal footing. Uh, it's, you know... Uh, love to see it. Love, love to see our nasty boy Jared get together with, uh, you know, the smart soldier of Moar, and they're gonna go kill Gundam together, I guess. Listen, <laughs> Power you couple. need... A blonde guy with anger issues, and you need a green-haired person that simps them. <laughs> exactly. And, like, she she sort of mentions, she's like, well, I'm going to take the Hyzak from now on. Even though it's, like, because Jared says it's that's, like, Sarah's energy tank for her Hyzak, because she has that big gun. Yeah. And she's like, I don't care if I'm going to be stranded, because you're always going to keep my, me safe, baby. Yeah. And I guess she doesn't, uh, her, um... Uh, Gabfly got blown up anyway, so it's not like she has anything else to pilot, so she might right, as well, right. like, drive the battery for Sarah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she is kind of, like, she's literally only here at this point to kind of hang off of Jared's coattails, mm-hmm. but somehow this series kind of makes that not suck ass. Yeah! Which is wild, because that's a plot line that happens for women in, like, half of 20th century stories all ever. Mm-hmm. But this time it's actually okay. I'm okay with this. We stand. I mean, we don't stand, but we appreciate. I stand. Well done. Okay. The only thing that would like make me, well, I mean, not like this is like the coolest thing to ever happen, but like this scene made me very happy. I'd like to see it. And then I lost my shit at the next scene. <laughs> the next scene. <laughs> Remember when Bright ate a burger? Oh, what if he did it again and then talked about the mouthful of burger? <laughs> well, and again. <laughs> He did, this, again. this boy can't stop eating. This boy <clears throat> loves burgers. Please, please, sir, if you don't mind, don't talk with your mouth full. Um, in <laughs> in the sub, we just get Captain. Please don't talk with your mouth full. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly a problem. He clearly always does this. Yeah, and just again, like his his vocal performance, he's like, oh yes, yeah. love it. It's great. Ten out of ten. Because, yeah. yeah, like, he's ordering, like, Fa and stuff to deploy, I think. Yeah. Um, Fa shows up late and apologizes for it, and Camille's rude to her about it. Fucking, um, he kind of mutters under his breath. He's like, like, she'll make a difference. Fuck off, Camille. Yeah. Asshole. You were dead weight until, like, three episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> what, Camille? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get his ass. Get his ass. Um. Yeah. And, yeah, the, la- the last thing we sort of see while we're still in space is that, like, they take off to retrieve the shuttle, but, like, Yazan is, like, already sorried because he just, like, 
chomping at the bit. He wants to do kill. He wants to perform bug crimes onto Camille. Yeah. <laughs> Hankering for battle. And also, like, Katz is deploying, but Emma is like, okay, Katz, Katz, please, Katz. I'm, I, I'm speaking orders. to you directly in your ear. Yeah. Katz. <laughs> um, it's great. Yeah. And yeah, Earth time. Yeah. <laughs> See out Humla, our, our big friend. Yeah. You mean our small friend? Yeah. <laughs> our small, uh. thick boy? Oh, yeah. Our thick our thick boy Hayato is talking to Quattro uh, about, you know, the orphans that I guess Quattro has decided to bring into space with him. Who the and, fuck are these children? You know, um, it turns out that Gundam needs children on it, and so these are the new the new children, since the old children's grew up. <laughs> like, they're, they're never, like, addressed in these three episodes. They're just there. They literally I, look like a knockoff of, of Kika and Let's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Earth brand Kika Let's. Um, <laughs> great, great, great value Kika and Let's. <laughs> you, you just go to Costco, pick up a few, pick up a batch. Yeah. Um. Head down to the the bulk orphan store, get some orphans. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there was a war like seven years ago. I'm sure there is a bulk orphan store. Kirkland signature bulk war orphans. <laughs> Um, and also the, the 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 framing in this shot is so funny because it's like sort of shot down the the, the yes! hallway towards the shuttle and like I guess they sort of accidentally drew Quattro and Hayato off model because Quattro is like nearly three heads taller than Hayato in the scene. It is so <laughs> funny. I do not think this is off model in any way. <laughs> you think this is the yeah. most accurate it's been? Everything yeah, else yeah. is off model, but this. There is like a two foot height difference. Yeah, Quattro is very tall, and Hayato is the shortest, whitest man. If, if the thing is, is they did it like this because if they would have shown, if they would have been like head on showing them like walk side by side down the hallway, you'd see that Quattro is like, is maybe two inches thick up until his shoulders where he has like, you know, big wide manly shoulders. Whereas like Hayato is five, in, five feet across taking up the rest <laughs> yeah. of the hallway. <laughs> yeah. They'd have to animate the walk cycle so differently. Perfect cubular man. <laughs> <laughs> a chode of a man. Ideal. Um. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they have a conversation um about going back into space and stuff. Yeah. Uh Hayato's like really like laying it on Quattro being like, listen, uh people in space on the moon, they're terrified because of the colony drop that the Titans did, and you know, uh Blex is dead, and you've you've gotta do it. You gotta step up step up and lead Ayug so that people don't have to be terrified. <laughs> hey, remember how Quattro had one job down here on Earth? <laughs> <laughs> Mission failed. Well, that's why he's going to space to redeem himself. He, he he's bringing orphans back to like redeem himself in in the eyes of I guess himself. Yeah, yeah. I came down here with one Blex and I've brought back two orphans. Yeah. Um, also, Hiato <laughs> gives him a letter from Mirai to give to Bright too, which yeah, is yeah, nice. it's cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, and whenever whenever uh, Hayato leaves and Quattro is there, like thinking about becoming leader of Ayug and like doing Gendo Ikari pose, he says to himself, oh, "Karaba and the Ayug, and then there's Axis. My plate is getting a little full. The fuck is Axis? The fuck is Axis? What could what this the mean? Is, the fuck is Axis? What kind of like historical conglomeration of nations might be associated with the word Axis? I, I can't what think does of this mean." I can't think of anything relatively important to that that could have happened around the 40s. Couldn't tell you. Oh, you mean from the Middle Ages? Like Hitler? Mid- yeah, you know, the <laughs> yeah, Middle yeah, Ages. Yeah. Middle Ages. <laughs> you know, Hitler from Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and they, they they do launch. Um, Important to note here, Kai is not on this shuttle. 
important yeah. to know. You know, we get a we get a cool flight attendant doing flight attendant voices uh, before the shuttle launches, and uh, then we we get a you know once they're up in space, we get to see the two pilots, and one of them just confusingly looks like Kai with long bangs. <laughs> like literally, I was like, oh, it's cool how Kai is piloting. Yeah, weird that yeah. like we didn't get a kind of proper character introduction, but you know, it's Zeta. It does things quite subtly sometimes. So they they I, they probably just kind of put Kai in the pilot seat. This is his side this gig. Plane. And then I didn't think yeah. about it any at all until the very end of this episode. When I frantically went to the wiki and looked up the episode and and then hit Control F Kai. <laughs> yeah, uh, certainly there is. Uh, for for me, it was you know I have written down on my notes just Kai is here, and then. At the end of the episode, when a thing happens, and I'm like, mm, well, I know that's not Kai now. And then went back <laughs> yeah. up and said, this is not Kai next year. That was determined to be a lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> Listen, I'm sure Kai is on Earth and, like, gets the sad news that, like, his twin brother died tragically <laughs> in space. And it's, you know, it's a really sad character moment that we just don't get to see on scene. He's, scene? On, Earth, he's, he's on Earth playing Undertale with the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> Then he gets he gets the very sad uh, phone call that his twin brother Bly that he just discovered <laughs> existed uh, is dead. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a real uncharted four situation. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, they. Uh. You know, there there are some issues. The you know the 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 battle has already started. Uh. This is a civilian ship with a bunch of civilians on it, and they're worried about taking it close to the fight. They'd rather just head straight uh, straight for the um, uh, the Sweetwater colony. Um, so, uh, Quattro volunteers. Sweetwater? Yeah, sweet, yeah, Sweetwater. It is, uh, I think this is the first time Sweetwater's been brought up, um, but that is, that is the, uh, the colony where 0080 is set, I want to say. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a, it is well known for being, like, a, a quasi-neutral, uh, uh, like, independent space colony, uh, mm. so that's probably why they're heading there. Um, cool. Yeah. The sweetwater life of Isaac and <laughs> help me out here. Um, um, Rakodi. Rakodi, yeah. thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, speak. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Quattro does say, "Hey, listen, it's fine. I'll take a boat out. Let me just get in a boat." Uh, yeah, which is like, I it, it's slang or something like that. It's like a, I guess, lifeboat is like yeah, a, like a, a lifeboat or a distress boat. Or something. Yeah, just like a, a little ship that he can use to take to get to the Argama. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Okay, yeah, yeah cool. That's cool." Sure. Um, uh, meanwhile, Yazan is killing the shit out of all the Nemos. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a good job. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of my nasty boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at some point, we also see Jared's team launches, and he has, like, we see uh, Sarah with the Mega Launcher, and you may fire it once. Once. Yes. It's, like, it's it's kind of cool looking. It's, like, this gigantic, like, both shoulders mounted cannon that, like, uh, uh, um, Moar is, like, like flying right behind Sarah in, in a different Isaac, like, Whole, basically like holding the rest of it yeah it's, it's like you know, you know how last episode the the mark ii gundam got like a really big gun just like make it bigger yeah. can't wait to see the episode after this well it's it's also really cool to see like the difference in designs because we've seen like you know uh the the mega launcher that the hyakushiki had which I was, was gonna say, like when yeah. the hell are we gonna see that stupid thing again i mean i know we haven't <laughs> seen the hyakushiki in a hot minute but like it's just really funny that like we saw it once and it just missed and didn't do anything max yeah. hey <laughs> Yeah, you and you, we watched. We saw it yesterday. Well, we watched Despicable Me. Right, I know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We did do that. We saw eight hundred ninety nine of them. <laughs> did you Did you hear about the name of the segment, Colin? No, Grugio. 
We started a second podcast for our Patreon. Oh, a, a five God, episode prestige good. series. Five episode prestige series, Krugio. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> oh, buddy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's I behind like, a paywall. I had like a heartful brainwave that like nearly killed Sarah and Argyle when I posted it in chat. <laughs> it's locked behind a paywall because its power is too great to be released into the universe. Yeah, just like just like Zork. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you do assemble all five episodes, you will summon uh, Minion, the Forbidden One. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to Gundam. Pass me yeah. the ox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we we all have this written down. Uh, the The way that they they attach the uh, the the Isaac to the Mega Launcher to power it up is, uh, you know, Mohar gives Sarah her ox cord to plug into it. Um- so. Mm. Okay, my note actually says that the Hyzak has ox cord fingers. I think I misinterpreted the animation here. Oh yeah, no, it's like holding the plug, sort of. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's it's like doing the fun Wolverine claw thing that you do with, uh, you know, uh, with, with like pens. butter knives <laughs> that I'm doing right now with all the pens on my desk <laughs> with, your, with your Gundam detailing pens. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's cool. It's just like I like to see. I, I really like that Zeta, I mean, I know, like, it makes sense as the series goes on, but, like, even this early in the whole franchise, that, like, they're really focusing on the mechanical aspects of these things. Yeah. It's I just cool. think what they should focus on is, like, you know the way that, like, the Xiong had, like, its fingies turn into guns and shoot lasers out of the fingies? Yeah. I just think all your fingies should be oxcord, and then you can use that to, like, DJ really cool, and I think this should be, like, a DJ battle instead of, like, a yeah. garden battle. Well, we we know that the um the Rick Diaz has uh, has goo finger and um mm-hmm. you know, finger. It, uh, it probably has an ox cord finger too. <laughs> That's, yeah, we don't you don't know it doesn't. There's probably a star finger somewhere in this series. It's in space. <laughs> it's in space. Uh, but yeah, Yazan is really doing it to Emma uh, and not having a good time. So uh, I guess Cats gets launched to team up with the Mark II. Mm-hmm. I think the when Katz gets launched, like um, Sarah is about to fire on on the Zeta or something, um, and she like does sort of new type connection with Katz. Like they, they this sort of the they have a connection. This sort of establishes, yeah, um, yeah. And, like Katz, like, like whenever Katz comes out because he had that connection, he's like, oh my god, blah, blah. did you did you guys not feel the vibes? Like there's a really big gun around here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's Katz's turn. Yeah, and we definitely start to see that more as kind of like the fight plays out. Uh, you know, Yuzan goes into hiding, and then suddenly Camille senses him while fighting Jared uh, right before Yuzan like does a su- little surprise attack. Um, and then you know, uh, like Sarah and Moar are starting to line the shot up on Camille and Yuzan to take them both out at once, and then just everybody gets new type time. Yeah, it's there's just, just yeah. like this sort of five way group call. Yeah. Um. And it's, everything happened so much. Uh, they can't ignore Sarah's killing intent. Um, the the miasma yeah. just floods over the battlefield. Uh. Yeah, of famously pacifist Sarah's killing intent. Yeah, like <laughs> at, fir- at first Camille feels her breathing, which is mm. like you know this has happened so many times in the, already. The um, and Camille sort of like yells to Sarah to stop, and she hesitates, and then she's still about to do it. And then like Katz does it, and like that like freaks her out even more. But at that point, I think she'd like already sort of pulled the trigger. Yeah, but I guess the hesitation was enough for Camille to bl- dive out of the way and yeah. and um, Yazan to dive out of the way, but not before. Like he doesn't do it as well, and he gets part of his leg blown off for like the third time this episode. Yeah. 
Because, like, this this gun big. This gun takes, like, they, she pulls gun. the trigger and it takes, like, a minute for it to, like, charge up and finally fire. And then just, like, even being near the beam will blow your leg off, apparently. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah. And while the beam doesn't hit any mobile suits, it, uh, it does hit the space bus. Yeah. Uh, it it's totally... appropriate <laughs> that um, Kai's brother is called Bye because... Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Yeah, it's just gone. Just completely vaporized. Yeah. Pretty sick. Like, everyone is just immediately like, the shuttle just completely disappeared. Like, there is nothing left of it. It is vaporized. (laughs) At that point, I had started to suspect it may not have been Kai piloting the shuttle. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I have one last note about the the kind of the five way new not the five way new type standoff, um, but like the big gun is so big that it can only fire once, so they have to like aim it really carefully. So Jared has spent this whole battle trying to like hold the Zeta sort of in one place so that the girls can shoot it, mm-hmm. um, and he might have succeeded at this if only like Yazan hadn't come over and like taken up Jared's challenge from the start of the episode and tried to interfere. Um, right. At which point Jared is like. Hell yeah, I'm gonna get out of the way and let Yazan be hit by this big gun, is the kind <laughs> yeah. of vibe. It's Good you know, for him. He is participating in the Alexandria Kismesis culture. <sighs> sure. <Fine>. Okay. Um <laughs> I'm looking at it. Yeah. We do get uh we get that comment from Sarah too, who's like uh doesn't she like explicitly say that like she like, you know, she really did like you like cats, like as she kind of like runs away after like mm-hmm. everything getting blown up or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like yeah. as they're leaving, Jared and Moore can kind of tell that she's like a little bit lost in the sauce at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The sauce of uh, big gun. The sauce of love. Yeah. Uh, back on the ship, um, Camille's kind of like is about to correct Fa. Like he literally raises her hand. Yeah, not great. Yeah, but then doesn't. Is this the, <laughs> this is the first time he's come close to doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you know, like he he decides not to. Yeah. 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 Him. Like I I get that I get that. Uh, oh man, they had to do something to like show that. The kind of like programming he's been he's been put through because like you know it's very clear that like Emma and Quattro don't like it, but see yeah. it as like this necessary thing that because it happened to them it has to happen to the people that they train and like mm-hmm. you know either like Camille had to say something that he considered doing it or this like action of raising his hand and then not hitting her to show that he's like like he is recognized that as a bad thing and is deciding not to do it and is like mm-hmm. listen I just want us to be okay with each other because we could die at any time and I I don't want to keep fighting and it's you know uh I think it's showing that Camille is is like really exceeding beyond what anybody before him could have done, which is in yeah. like a lot of different ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Though having said that, the apology he gives to Fa is kind of like a bit of a non-apology. It's a, no- it's it's a, a total sort of, non-apology. I'm sorry you feel that way kind oh, of Oh yeah, shit. it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but And like, Fa is okay with it. I guess maybe she also is just like, whatever, like I just want us to like not be fighting too, but it still sucks that like, she just like, is like, okay, this is good now. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, they, they talk it out and they kind of, like, hug and kiss, but there's more. There's more work to be done here. Yeah. Um, f- fucking 80s toxic masculinity. What are you going to do, I guess? Um, Yeesh. Yeah. I just uh, don't. <laughs> yeah, but I think Camille, like, explicitly says, like, you know, I'm I'm going to keep getting mad at you and I'm also going to keep apologizing for it. And that just kind of, like, ruins it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I just... Ugh. Yeah, the, the thing he says is like, I'll apologize if you want to. But fucking apologize! <laughs> <laughs> just do it. It's not hard. You could just do it. <sighs> um, but yeah, they hug. I think he like kisses her forehead or something like that. Yeah. It's like, it's nice. I'm glad that they're not going to like be at each other's throats all the time. Yeah. Oh, and, the, and then the next scene. Oh my god, it's such oh, a good yeah. scene. Um, you know, Quattro heads up to the bridge. We see the very 80s children that we got from the bulk orphan store. And uh, <laughs> Quattro hands off the little letter to Bright. Oh, it's, so, it's just, he it, it, he opens a letter and there's like a little like floppy disk sort of thing inside. Actually, before, before interesting enough, like the, 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 the conversation that Bright is having oh, right, before yeah. he gets this is about how he's like worried about his status as a father figure to Camille. Uh, someone, and I think like maybe Quattro or someone is like, I don't, I don't really know that Camille needs a father figure, buddy. Anyway, here's a note from your actual children. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ones from Earth? Yeah. The ones that you have with your wife that you, you haven't seen in years? <laughs> Remember how you have kids? Oof. And he he sits in his dark office. Aww. He he watches the tape. He plugs it into his computer, and it's, it's like a, a it's it's like a video. It's like photo slides and like the voice of his kids over it. Like you know, the kids are like telling him about like I think like Shaman's talking about how she can spell good now or something. Yeah. Yeah. She can do all. She can finish all of her spelling homework now. Uh, daddy, and, daddy, I'm doing really wants, good yeah. at my tests. Oh, daddy, I'm gonna protect Shaman. Yeah, fucking, uh, they, they tell him that, like, Mama always talks about you before bedtime and all the important work you're doing with on the big Gundam ship, and it's just like... Daddy, I heard you got Gundams! <sighs> you see him, like, clench his fist and he's shaking and you see, like, teardrops fall onto the note. It's just like... Just the brightest <sighs> anime tears. I love Bright so much. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm so glad that they, like, you, you see this kind of, like, motion of him, like, clenching the, the envelope and, and, like, the tears hitting it. Because, like, I feel like to just, for, to be the first thing to show Bright crying really kind of betrays his character. And yeah. how much he really does want to be with Mariah and his kids and is like, sacrificing that to do what he thinks is right in the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, Cause his, <laughs> his hand is fucking shaking. It's like not just crying; it's just complete overwhelmment. And mm-hmm. boy, good show! Yeah, oh, good show. Good show. Um, anyway, you one of you two got a segment today? Yeah, you know, um, hey! our favorite thing about Bright, funny, funny Bright, definitely not sad crying Bright. Uh, great, great thing about our our good buddy Bright is he loves to eat a burger. Mm, um, yum yum. And I Bread know burger. usually um, I talk about drinks when I do a segment, but today we're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about burgers today. Mm. Um, so first, real quick, uh, best advice for making your own burger. Um, one, you want to use uh, ground beef that's 80% meat, 20% fat. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that's generally the, the, the like, ground beef you're going to be able to get at the store. That's what 90% mm-hmm. of all ground beef is out there. Um, and the other important thing about that is, like, the quality of the beef doesn't really matter that much. Like, don't don't get stuff like Wagyu, like, ground beef because, like, the entire point of really high-quality meat is usually, like, the way that the, the cow has been raised that there is a, a high amount of marbling uh, of fat in the meat. So that when you cut a whole slice of it, it, uh, um, I'm sorry, there's a bunny 
out out and I'm <gasps> looking at a bunny outside. Semper right bunny. Now. Yeah. Fuck this Semper bunny. Tell me about the bunny. Just, I see this bunny jump out of a big shrub in our yard and I'm just like Benui. Um okay. All right. Benui. And I am, Gnudum. I am not looking at it. Um <laughs> well, you should look at it. it. So like with stuff like Wagyu, like you don't want to spend money on that because like the reason that meat like that is so expensive is because it has fat marbled all through it. Um so then if you then took that slab of meat and put it through a meat grinder to make ground beef, you've essentially just turned it into regular ass ground beef. Like there's no right. like, yeah, yeah. Uh so don't don't get that. Just get some regular beef. If you can get grass fed beef, that's better. You can taste the difference in that. That's the only thing I'd really recommend. Um and then you want to get uh you want to make sure it's room temperature. Uh you want to um you know form it into a ball or a patty depending on how exactly you're going to cook it. Um, and then you want to, you want to kind of like dust it with salt on the outside. Uh, if you mix salt into the beef, when you start forming it together, that's what makes meatballs and it'll actually dissolve the protein inside of the burger and make it really dense and thick. You don't want that. Um, and then, uh, when you go to cook it, you want to, you want a nice hot source of heat. You either want to do it on like a charcoal or a propane grill or, uh, or pan fry it. Um, if you do pan fry it. Uh, I would suggest coating the the burger in oil before you put it on there. And it's also not a bad idea to do that on a grill, too, just because it helps get, like, a nice crispier, like, fry on the outside. Um, and, yeah, you know, just quick quick and easy, four or five minutes on each side, flip it, take it out, let it rest. You don't want it to be too hot. If you cut into it right afterwards to check it, to check the temperature, all the steam's going to come out of it, and you're not going to have a good burger. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that quick and simple. You put it on bread, condiments, whatever you got a burger. Now, Bergy. important oh. thing. What does everybody on the Argama, how, how do they like their burgers? Um, well, we know that Bright likes his burgers a lot. Yes. Uh, Bright, <laughs> Bright likes a, just a classic burger, normal burger straight out of the burger vending machine. Uh, you know, uh, uh, lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion, ketchup, tomato, Regular bun, simple clean ass burger, maybe with some cheddar on there, maybe a little American cheese or, you know, some, uh, you know, some Velveeta or something like that, you know, just quick, simple burger. Um, now, uh, Quattro, we know needs a lot of protein. Uh, he's, and he's got to get a lot of calories. So, mm-hmm. so I okay. Think... <laughs> so bun, burger, 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 bun, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, de- <laughs> definitely. Um, uh, you Scooby know, ass sandwich. uh, Quattro is a big fan of elevation burger because he does not want his burgers to be limited by gravity. Just st- <laughs> stack those, those patties up. Uh, I'm sure Just he throws like a Quattro couple of, is. yeah, I'm sure he throws a couple of, uh, fried eggs in there. Um, mm, and, uh, you know, I definitely want to get some, like, maybe some, like, arugula or, like, another, like, heavier green that's going to give mm. him a lot of, a lot of fiber, uh, to get all that protein down, and then plenty of mayonnaise for the calories. You gotta have those calories in there. Um, and, and, you know, you've got to hold that massive burger together with lots and lots of melted cheese. Like, you know, you want a Swiss or, you know, something, or maybe a provolone, something that's going to melt really well. Maybe, maybe some mozzarella. Who knows? Hmm. I feel like I'm going to die just to eat like this. Um, <laughs> now, uh, Camille, uh, you know, starts out really wanting to, for people to know that, uh, you know, Camille's a boy's name. He's a boy. He's really trying to, he's overcompensating with the manliness. So I think Camille's, uh, when, when we first start Zeta Gundam, Camille is one of those people with the obnoxious barbecue burger. Uh, 
you know, oh. big, big, fat, oversized um, uh, uh, patty, p- tons of bacon, lots of barbecue sauce, uh, just, you know, maybe, maybe some like pulled pork thrown on there, just like an absolute mess so that when he's done eating it and his entire face and hands and chest are covered in barbecue <laughs> he's sauce. He's a messy boy. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, he's like, uh, Camille is a boy's sauce. Uh, <laughs> um, but... <laughs> You know, he goes through a lot of trauma. Uh, he he does, you know, he does a good world tour. You know, he goes to space. He goes to Brazil. Uh, he goes, he goes, ac- you know, across the uh, uh, the continental United States. Uh, ends up in Hong Kong. I think he ends up seeing a lot of different cultures and a lot of different cuisines, and really begins to like appreciate stuff. And I think probably we didn't see it on screen, but I bet that he and Fa like went out on a burger date. And he, you know, he decided he's he's an experimental person now. He'll try a tofu burger. He'll try a grilled portobello yeah. on a bun. He'll he'll oh. get some some weird pickles or something on there. He'll get some kimchi on it. He'll try anything. Camille's life is all about trying as many burgers and expanding his burger consciousness now. Um, wow, good for him. Yeah. Um, who who else who else do we want to know their burger order? Throw some people at me. Those are the uh, three can, that I had. Could I yeah. get an Emma, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're both thinking Emma. Uh, well, Emma, we know is cottage core. Uh, so mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know she's probably going to have a, a a burger that's a blend of like uh of probably like beef and sheep. You know, really get that kind of like more shepherdy gamey feel. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I think actually like uh you know uh to make it a project, you know, really get that homey feel. Uh, there's a burger bar down here that has a has a, a a burger they call the Redneck Wellington, um, huh. and it is it is a burger patty with uh like a mushroom remoulade on it and some cheese and mustard, and then they bake it in um in like a a, a beef Wellington style of oh, uh, like pastry. Wow. Oh, oh, yeah. And that definitely seems like the kind of thing that Emma would make with her girlfriends out of the cabin, you know, make, make, put a couple of those together, put it in the cast iron, cover it in charcoal, you know, look up at the stars while, you know, you think about how you've got to fix your car the next day to drive out and, you know, meet up with, with Amro Ray and go swimming or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think if, if I may add to that, I think after baking it to add greens to it, she definitely like just picks a ton of stuff from her herb garden. Ooh, like, yeah. You know, she's growing some, yeah. some arugula, you know, she's growing some lettuce, you know, oh, she's growing okay. some kale. Yeah. Yeah. She probably goes and like wild picks some like wild greens too. you know, really get that she, nice spicy. Oh yeah. Herby she got flavor. some ramps on her burger. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe, maybe some fiddleheads. I'm looking away. <laughs> I don't know what a fiddlehead is, but uh, a, fid- a fiddlehead is, um, it's like the seed part of a fern when a fern goes to seed, and you can oh. actually they they're really good. You can like uh, uh, saute them. I have some I have some pickled ones in our fridge right now. They're, they're, they freak yeah. me out because they remind me of uzumaki. <laughs> oh, okay, so they are the little spiral things. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I didn't know you could eat those. Yeah, um, you can eat anything once. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, we we know that uh, Sirocco's uh, burger is is oh. just it is a wagyu beef patty because he likes to flex on people and, and sorry, doesn't Sirocco's burger is called Jared. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jared's like it's okay for me to die to make this burger because I know he's a vampire and it's fine. If yeah. if he eats me, it's because he respects me. <laughs> exactly. Um, Yazan Yazan's burger. He just goes into a field and bites a cow. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yazan's oh. burger is literally like, you know, the, the Looney Tunes cartoon image of like a big hunk of meat with a bone through it with a bun on either side. <laughs> like a cartoon bite mark out like the butt of a cow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you, Colin. I'm hungry yeah. now. <laughs> that was oh delightful. Also, I, Max, I, you better not cut cut out the Banui segment. Why the hell would I? <laughs> Oh, um, Banui. Um, Banui. Yeah. I'm a Banui in Final Fantasy XIV. It's great. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, hey, thank you all for tuning into this podcast. This was yeah. a very good episode. I'm glad that we were able to... Um, what's the word? Remember talk how about, we were talk like... Talk about Izan, I guess. Last yeah. week we were like, oh, this episode is going to be two hours long. And then we started this episode and we were like, they're pretty chill episodes. There's not much left to talk about. And I'm looking at my Audacity file and it says one hour, 51 minutes. Yeah, you know, yeah. it'd be like that. <laughs> It'd be like that. That's it's, how it is at Well Cool Robot Studios. The burgers yeah. are important. The like, content, le- content is king. Le- last week we were like, oh, God, this episode's going to be two hours. And then when we actually get to it, it's like, oh, wow, this episode's going to be two hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just used to it now. It's like an easy still edit. I just do it while I'm, like, you know, grinding or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, that'll do it. Um, for me personally, I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter. I'm Max Vigilian. You can find some other shows I'm on, including Pod of Greed that I do with Sarah, World's Number One Only Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast at Pod of Greed Cast on Twitter. You can find my other show, Slappers Only, that I do with my friend Jordan, Video Game Music Showdown Podcast. We just did an episode on Celeste that'll be going up this the week this episode comes out. Uh, that's on Twitter at Slappers Only Pod. Nice. And uh, yeah, I'm also on Pod of Greed. Uh, and if you want to listen to our uh, new Prestige Minions podcast called Grugio, you can go to Pod of Greed. You can go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Pod of Greed and you have to give us money to get that. So fuck you. It's I also have it. another podcast called Never Believe It, which is not about Naruto. And you can find me on Twitter everywhere at Sarah McCostumes. And hi, once again, my name is Colin. You can find me on Twitter at Pagetish, P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H. I am still private. It's only for like another couple of weeks. Please send me a friend request. Uh, I am trying to remember to, to check them. Um, but you can also <laughs> find my new podcast, MetaWatch. That's M-E-D-A-W-A-T-C-H. Uh, it's about Metabots. Fucking Max came on. It was, yeah, it was fantastic. It was a great it was a episode. very fun time. Yeah. <laughs> You learn a lot. It's, it, the world has room for two Gundam shows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it turns out that sometimes a Gundam show is also Pokemon and also Yakuza. And, you know, it's it's a fun time. Just check it out. If, if that doesn't sell you, I don't know what will. Just the, the fucking the spaghetti diagram of who does podcasts with who in this podcast and other podcasts and every other podcast. It's just expanding. I love it. It's as complicated <laughs> as like the the Titans hate diagram. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think so you did it last week. So Sarah. Yes, I have one. What's, hey, what's your robot of the week? My robot of the week is the 1890 Symington Pretty Housemaid Corset. And this was a corset which is just notable for being one of the first like cheaply mass-produced corsets um, that that was uh, made using sort of new machine making techniques. And what I really like about it is because it is, we think of corsets in the modern day as being like sort of uh, beauty items, but this just really emphasizes how utility they actually were. And this is a corset designed 
um, to look nice, but also to just fucking like support your back when you are doing your like chores and labor of a housemaid like all day. Like you've have you have you worked in you know in American retail they don't let you sit down. That fucking sucks. Imagine you just had like back support the whole day. And I just love this corset. It's really nicely made, cheaply made, and I think I'm gonna try and make a replica of it uh, in a few weeks. Hell walk, yeah. walk fashion, baby. I like That's to look my robot at it. of the week. Anything is a robot if you can believe it. Um, is cor- Gundam is corsetry. I, I, I've been saying this. There's a video about this, folks. You can watch it right now. <laughs> um, hey, well, cool. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Camille. Thank you, Fa. Thank you, Emma. Uh, thank, thank you, you Burgers. Thank, thank you, McDaniel. Thank you, McDaniel. Thank you, um, Bub Gerkerg. Have it in a way. Um, <laughs> as thank we, you, bye. Uh, <laughs> thank you, bye. Thank you, Kai. <laughs> Goodbye, bye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good time. And, uh, as we always say, in the words of Kai's uh, newly found and newly dead brother, war is bad. Wow. Cool big gun. Boom. <laughs> My ah, cool big gun, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. <laughs>